Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. I'm so happy to have you here today. We're going to be having a great topic today. Our topic is why the modern woman is brainwashed to not want a real man. I have a terrific guest today. His name is Tom Tinney. Tom is a biker nerd. He's the former editor at Quick Throttle Motorcycle Magazine and is now a science fiction author. You can find his current project, Blood of NVIDIA, which is due to release on October 24th. Gee, right around the corner. And by the way, I'll post these links after the show is over with uh, on my Facebook fan page. If you haven't done so already, please uh, subscribe to that. All you have to do is hit like page. That's the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross, the same name as the show. Easy to remember, the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. Anyway, getting back to Tom, um, his Blood of NVIDIA is due to release on October 24th. It's a book that he wrote in the cloud with a son he has never met face to face. Well, we'll have to ask him about that. That's really high tech. Um, the worldwide uh, info can be found on his Facebook page, so find him at Tom Tinney's, that's T-I-N-N-E-Y-S, Fabric of the Universe. Tom Tinney's Fabric of the Universe. Like I say, you don't have to remember all this. I'll post it on my Facebook fan page so you'll have the links uh, at the ready and uh, available uh, to you. Welcome, Tom, to our show. Hey, thanks for having me, Linda. Glad to be here. Looking forward to it. Ought to be fun. It should be. Okay. A uh, very juicy topic here. Um, I think you want to call this show Neandra Dash Sexual and uh, all that it encounters. So tell us about that word. Is it an, it's a, is that your word or somebody else's word? And I'm assuming that comes from the full word Neanderthal. So please explain. Exactly. Um, I, I think it, it stemmed. I, I came up with it a while back. I was going to write a, uh, a a book. I was actually going to write my own little humorous diatribe on on what a neandrosexual is, and and I came up with it when a metrosexual was the craze. Everything oh, yeah. was about, oh yeah, you know, let let let's girl up the guys. Let's you know, and and the the whole fad of being a metrosexual, which I guess has evolved into being a hipster now. Is that the? Yeah. I, I actually called them. I call them sexuals now because they're emasculated. Um, but so the, the neandrosexual is, is getting back to that, that caveman thing. I mean, the old Tim Allen routine where, you know, oh, 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 you know, yeah. that, that's kind of where it came from because I think that, that our basic drives and, and instincts and creativity and, and all those things that uh, make a guy or used to make a guy a guy are, are just being assaulted by I'm going to use the the fem Nazi term, the the fem Nazis to just mold us and clay us down to be uh, basically donors, you know, sperm uh, uh, donors. Definitely. And that's it. You know, shut shut up. Don't act like a guy. Don't be this the, those old guys. Be a girl. Be one of my girlfriends, and then uh, you know, donate when you have to. And uh, I, I don't think that's going to last for too long. I think you're going to we're going to see a backlash because. Uh, I'm ready to start the neandersexual movement. You know, let's let's get back to being cavemen. Let's do our thing. I love it. In fact, the original title of my men's book was called The Caveman Formula because exactly. everyone keeps saying, 
I, I don't know. There's this huge, huge misconception that people think that it's nature. I mean, I'm sorry, that it's nurture, meaning your environment and how you were raised, and not nature, meaning your genetic predisposition, um, which qualifies your actions and your beliefs and your behaviors and so on and so forth. So um, I did years and years of research on this subject, and in fact, I took it all the way back. Let's take it back all the way 10,000 years ago. How did it happen then? How is it happening now? And has anything changed um, over this time? And what I found in my research is not so much. Maybe like 1%. We are biological creatures. We are biologically driven. It's part of our blueprint. I know people don't want to hear this. It's part of our blueprint. It's part of our DNA. And there are certain behaviors that are ingrained in us and happen for procreation, for the continuance of, of the species. And if we keep breaking those models and keep breaking those codes, which which is what's currently happening now, um, you know, society will fall apart and ultimately the species will fail, will die out. And I have a theory on that too as to the powers that be that are running the show. I call these, you know, friendly guys, you know, the 20 guys who rule the world. They're chiefly, you know, the, the heads of multinational corporations. And they want you men to be docile. They want you guys, because if you're not docile, if you really are a caveman and you've got guns and you've got muscles and you've got strength, uh, guess what? You might overthrow these bad guys. So it's their well, agenda. I, part of that, yeah, it's part their, of that it's their it, agenda it to make you guys docile. Exactly. And part of that is keeping you uh, entertained, uh, keeping, uh, and, I, and I call it the hunter's eye, you know, the something moves in front of you and we, we fixate yeah. on it. And we, you know, we, so you know, we have TV now, we have sports, we have all these occupy, occupations and activities that limit and want to restrict us and keep us in the zone where the, the feeding, the force feeding can occur. And, and it really is uh, media driven. And it, it's, it's, and I think it's, it's a consumerism, mm -hmm. but it's the wrong kind of consumerism. I'm a big fan of capitalism and I'm a huge fan of consumerism. Oh, me too. But when, when, when the essence of consumerism is to trap you for nothing but advertisements to feed you these things. And then like you mentioned, make you docile. You know, don't do this aggressive stuff that takes you out of our purview. Don't don't go camping out in the woods. That's bad. Stay in front. Watch watch TV. Play <laughs> PlayStation instead. Play the game. Uh, play the camping game. Play the fishing game. Play the hunting game on PlayStation. What? You know? No. Go out and really do it. What it a really concept. is just as fun as PlayStation. Yeah. What a concept. Uh, you, yeah. Well, you, you, and you mentioned the, the the nature versus nurture, which is actually really entertaining. Uh, and actually segues into, into, into the thing I did with my son. I didn't find out about it until he was 17. And uh, through Hook and Crook, we were able to play and finally start communicating. And what we found is, now again, he was raised in Australia. Mm -hmm. I, I've had no interaction with him up to this point uh, and, and never physically been in the same room. But as he and I started building our relationship and having conversations, yeah. he is me. Raised in an, a completely different society, halfway around the world with a different construct. When we actually have conversations, we are so alike, it is scary. And I, I, I laugh about it a little bit because it does waylay the whole uh, nurture thing and just says, it's nature. 
he's me. He's a sarcastic little with a mouth that engages long before the brain does. <laughs> and he, he's a big guy. And, and it's just it's it's hilarious. But I think it's very true. That is so crazy. He's ha- almost halfway around the earth. And like you say, it's biology. I think it's in the de- genes. It's part of our blueprint. Oh, sure. Absolutely. And, and I think that, that, that with a little bit of environmental stimulation where your, your DNA code can respond to or yeah. can actively handle that or, or better yet, excel in that particular stimulation, okay. it, absolutely, it takes off. It takes off. And, and it, there's, you're, you're right, and there's an, there's an active um, effort through, through, through uh, the media, through advertising, through TV shows, through all that entertainment venue, and even in, in the general societal pressures, uh, safe places and schools and all that, to suppress that and to create this conformance zone, to create these malleable, clay, faceless things that they're going to call men from now on out because they fit the mold of what they think they should be. And that's where we, the Neandersexuals, need to break out of that and just kind of push back on everybody. Crazy stuff. If you have just joined us, you're listening to the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. I'm so excited to have you here today. We're doing a special live edition today, and you can call us and join in on our topic. We're talking about why the modern woman is brainwashed to not want a real man. Why why is this happening? Okay, so join in. Call us on Skype. My Skype handle is Linda Gross 1490, Linda Gross 1490, all one word, Linda Gross 1490. So make that happen. We'll see you right back right after the break. Hey guys, do you have a nagging problem that you just can't get a handle on? Now you can talk to an expert coach right in the privacy of your own home. Meet in person, over the phone, or with a free Skype call anywhere in the world. Linda is here to make it easy for you. Linda Gross has done years of academic research combined with interviewing over 20,000 men. Linda's expert advice gets you through tackling relationship issues, business goals, conflict resolution, and removing lifetime roadblocks that have kept you back, usually handled in four sessions or less. Realize the benefits now. Go to the Men's Advocate page slash coaching and you'll be on your way. That's themensadvocate.com slash coaching. You've heard her on the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. How can you help further? From her Facebook fan page of the same name. Hit the Shop Now button and save this link to your favorites. Make all your usual Amazon purchases and some of the revenue will support her show at no additional cost to you. No book purchase required. Just start with this link every time. The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross thanks you. The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. We will be discussing men's issues, dating, relationships, sex, women, fitness, health, business, men's hobbies, men's rights, and more. She will be talking about excerpts from her men's book, Mastering Women, too. Google KMET Advocate and save to your favorites every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time. We proudly rejoin our programming with The Men's Advocate Show with your host, Linda Gross. On KMET, 1490 AM, Smart Talk.
Welcome back, everybody, to the Men's Advocate Show. You're on with me, your host, Linda Gross. We're so happy to have you here today. We're talking about why the modern woman is brainwashed to not want a real man. We're on with my special guest today. His name is Tom Tinney. We're talking about his books. Please catch his uh, books, uh, The Fabric of the Universe. You can uh, check check his books out on his Facebook fan page. And just before the break, we were talking about his son, which we will get right into that. So, so Tom, uh, tell us a little bit about your son. How did this come to pass? How did you guys finally meet? And how did you jump from that stage to, ooh, let's write a book together? <laughs> well, uh, we... Uh previous relationship when I was in the Air Force uh, um, and uh, the, uh, the gal had gotten pregnant and uh, the uh, not going to dredge up a lot of ugly stuff uh, kind of figured it wasn't mine based on the conversation mm-hmm. or he wasn't mine but, and it did, I didn't even know he was a boy or a girl or whatever until years and years later gotten some contact uh, through uh, one of the reunion sites for our Air Force unit and uh, that's when you know hey you have a son kind of thing which is cool uh, spent another couple of years kind of waiting through the, the, the introduction. Interestingly enough, kind of a, I'll do a short story here. I was working for the motorcycle magazine as an editor and, uh, I had sent him a, a care package, uh, just kind of a, Hey, this is me package, you know, articles and, and clippings from the magazine and, and that sort of thing. And hadn't really heard anything back from him. And, uh, I get a really weird email from a guy that says, uh, you know, Hey, uh, you need to call this phone number, and it's a really long, like you know, twelve-digit number. Mm-hmm. And uh, if, if you're if you're pirate from the motorcycle magazine, and that was that's my road name. That's what you guys call me when I'm out riding my bike. And so I, I looked at it, and I, I go, oh, this is one of those weird, you know, call us services and you know, some marry some Russian bride thing because it just looked the, the email looked inky. Right. So I just put it over over to the side. I mean, eh, whatever. So I, I get an instant message from his mom saying, hey, uh, Morgan's looking to talk to you. And I was like, well, that's okay. So uh, I, my brain does a little switch, and I go, wait a minute. There was that email with that weird phone number. So I go plowing through my emails. I find it. Sure enough, long number. I do the old time different search. Okay, fine. I, I call the number. This guy answers the phone. Good eye, you know. I can't do an Australian accent. He can because he's from Australia. Yeah. But I can't. So I, I said, uh, 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 yeah, hi, this is Tom. Uh, uh, you know, someone was looking for me. And this guy, his name is Shannon, goes, Hey, mate, let me tell you a story. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> I don't know you, but go ahead. Tell me a story. He says, yeah, when I was a kid, he goes, my mom told me when I was eight years old, my dad died. And she goes, and that was it. So he goes, I, you know, I lived the next 10 years of my life thinking my dad was dead. And one day her and I were in a little bit of a scuffle. And she goes, go leave with your father. Here's his phone number. And I was like, whoa, that's pretty <laughs> He goes, yeah, that's messed up. He goes, by the way, here's your son. And he hands him the phone. Whoa. And that's the first time. Oh yeah, yeah. That's the first time him and I actually had a, a chance to talk, and uh, it was a uh, it was a you know one of those. Uh, I show you goosebumps when I think about it today. So th- that became that conversation. Uh, this is way way quite a ways back, about ten years ago. Became an ongoing set of conversations, and uh, eventually some skyping and stuff. And he uh, uh, he's a creative kid. He's he, and he's a talented writer. Uh, so again, genetics. Um, so he. We're messaging back and forth, and we're like, hey, we ought to write a book, and it ought to, you know, this is the plot we could have. And uh, I saved those messages. And years later, when I released my first science fiction book, I went back to those messages, and I said, you know what? There's something here. Uh, 
So I uh, got a hold of him again and said, you know, I, I saved these messages. You know, I know how to do the publishing thing now. Let's let's do a book. And we started outlining a book and set up a Dropbox uh, where we put the chapter outlines. And then the, as we were working on it, dropped in the stuff we would be writing. And uh, it was kind of hard because of the time difference. We couldn't have a lot of face-to-face conversations. So we're, you know, I'd drop off a message, he'd drop off a message. But eventually... Um, enough writing occurred that we were able to finish putting the book together it's a really cool book and it's actually going to be part of a four book series but uh science fiction vampires aliens werewolves just all kinds of crazy stuff going on and and kind of created our own little universe and and off we go and we're going to use the the money from the book sales to actually fund our first meeting that is our end goal our end goal is to actually go somewhere or him come there here or me go there and actually physically meet so that's going to be kind of the the, the purpose of the the, the project in its entirety. How so. awesome is that? Wow. I think it's that, weird. I think it's cool. That's I think a fantastic story. I love that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, yeah. So that's, that's kind of neat. Um, I, I kind of to jump back on our, our conversation about being neandersexual. Yeah. And he's, he's, the, he's that kind of that guy, too. He's, he's, the, he's the stand-up guy who wants to do the right thing, uh, you know, take care of your own. You know, and I, and I have that philosophy too. If you're within my house, if you live within my dwelling, I don't care who you are, whether you're the daughter's boyfriend or or, or, or whatever, you, you you live in my dwelling. You're my tribe, and I'm 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 supposed to provide and take care of that tribe. You know, I'm also supposed to manage that tribe. That's the Neandersexual as well. You know, that's the ca- the caveman, uh, the the outward thing. You don't get to hurt my tribe. You know, and and. Yes, I'll, I will discipline my tribe. I will judge my tribe. I will I will take care of business with my tribe, but you have to be the protector too, and and so you have to have the, your tribe and be willing to live with your tribe. You know, and that's part of being the caveman. I think that's one of the downfalls of the fem Nazis and the, maybe the push from the seventies is where uh, women were given these great freedoms and these these great ideas, but they were they weren't told that they were told. Rather than to be part of a tribe and enjoy those freedoms, you don't need to be part of the tribe. You don't need a man. And I, right. I think that that, that that I think it's 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 a disservice to them and it's a disservice to the kids. It's a disservice to the tribe um, because it's not that while they may not need a man, their tribe does. And just like a man's tribe needs a woman, they need that secondary parent. That, that other person, that other that other opposite of, so that they can see a balance, and then they can progress in their lives, especially kids, can progress in their lives, understanding the balance between the two sexes and, and what people's expectations on there are. I think that when you have that single mom working her rear end off, making ends meet, you know, doesn't need a man, that boy that she's raising doesn't necessarily have a good role model, doesn't have a good way to interact with the male, doesn't know everything that it takes to be a male understands what it takes to be a female because he sees it and a hardworking female because mom's doing it. Mm-hmm. But his first inclination, unfortunately, and first exposure to a real male role model may not be the positive real male role model that a, a dad who's committed or uh, the heterosexual, a, a tribe leader that committed would have presented to that guy, that young man. So, you know, I think that that's part of our, our entitlement. And may, I'm going to use the word thuggish, that that lifestyle because the first role models our young men see now aren't their immediate relative and that that don't have that connection that they should it's the friends and the social group that they're associated with 
and they have all the power and all the influence and, and all the mentoring, and it's not necessarily for the, in the best interest of the kid. So would you agree? Oh, totally, totally. And, you know, it's not that one sex is better than the other. Of course Absolutely not. not. We are not the same in any way, shape, or form. That was, you know, the second wave of feminism that happened in the early 70s. You know, they, that one of the myths that they told everybody was, you know, the sexes are the same. No, we're not. So no. I don't want to, you know, you can't, in my mind, you can't elevate a gender to the detriment of the other gender. So if you're going to have a revolution, if you're going to have, um, you know, to, you have to elevate both sexes. So, you, you know, both sexes are needed because women have different strengths and weaknesses. Men have different strengths and weaknesses. And, you know, we have these concentric circles where they overlap. But it's the part that, that are not overlapping. That's when we need each other. And that's a good thing because it forms a bond. It forms a tighter bond and it creates that nuclear family or that that village or, you know, let's say the men have to go hunting that day. You know, sure, the women can come, but, you know, they might not be strong enough to carry that that ox or whatever it is that they capture that they're going to drag back to the village so the whole village can eat now. So, you know, yes, you know, are there female firefighters? Yes, there are. There are not that many of them, but yes, there are. Maybe some of them can carry that heavy hose. And guess what? They've got to, like, pass the same physical aptitude tests as the men, uh, you know, who are going to do that same job. You know, it's it's concentric circles and... It's, uh, you know, we need, we really do need each other. And to say anything different than that, you're just a blithering idiot, idiot in my book. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> either that or someone has an agenda. And like I say, these 20 guys at the top, they have their agenda. So there's a reason why they're doing what they're doing to brainwash everybody, both sexes. Um, and it's not a good thing. You know, we have to open our eyes to what is going on in the world and not just be, you know, tied down to our video games and what we hear on TV and what we hear in the news because it's all just phony baloney and fake. And you got to really cut through all of that. So got to get past. Oh, that. I agree. Yeah. And and, and, it's, and when you do the what we call the forced gender role where. You, you say, you can't, young man, you can't be X. You can't be a neandersexual. You can't be um, aggressive. And not aggressive in a violent way. I mean, aggressive in pursuing a dream or aggressive in pursuing an effort. Or looking at a woman like, oh, my God, she's attractive first, and then I'll find out what's in her head. You know, these are the things that are naturally keyed for us. Right. But now we, we're, they're being told to suppress that. So the amount of confusion and stress that that creates causes or I think leads to the the a uh, young man and the next generation either to completely fall over and become that slug that they were wanting to produce mm-hmm. or an overly aggressive overly compensating young man who's really kind of lost because he's got those natural instincts to to, to go be this neandersexual to be this this provider to be this hunter and he's being told he can't do that so that amount of confusion then creates conflict and and I don't I think that by having a, a stronger stronger male role model, even if the male role model is not definitively part of the family, but he's there, to, to guide that process, to mentor that process, just like our elders did of old, and let him come into being a man with some guidance, we end up with better people because of it. 
and not lazy, sit on their rear end, do nothing, folks. And entitled on top of it. So oh my God! Not not only are they doing nothing, but they have this huge chip on their shoulder, like you owe me. You know, here's my handout. Well, you owe me. Oh my God! Really? Get to work. Dan O'Donnell. Get Dan O'Donnell, who does a does a <laughs> does a conservative does a conservative talk show. He did a humongous, a great, a great uh, article on uh, Milwaukee and what's actually happened in the, in the black community in Milwaukee because of the the what they call the Great Society or all the uh, the welfare state. And yeah. what unfortunately happened is that the the, the, the the strong black man as a leader of his family was slowly and insidiously replaced by the welfare system. And then once he it was he, he was supplanted as the income provider and the provider for his family. And again, with women being told, you don't need a man, the the amount of money and support they got from the state, he can no longer be part of that or top that or even rejoin the tribe because the state then takes away that benefit. So if, if, a, if a gal with two kids gets married to a guy that's got an income, she then loses all those benefits because they're combined income now under the marriage penalty. She, she can no longer get those. So what's the incentive? to accept the black male as a role model back into the family. He can be on the outside because that protects the income because that's what the state wants. So this systematic destruction of the black family, and it's really a well-done article that, like I said, Dan O'Donnell did. I think it's up on their, their that particular news station's website as well, but look him up. He does some statistical stuff and looks at the, uh, the decline of Milwaukee, which used to be considered the Harlem of the Midwest, and Harlem not in a negative term, Harlem in the creative the, the, a huge black influence is a great thing to go into. Uh, that's all been disintegrated because of the, the handout mentality and the forcing out of the black male as a role model for his family. And that's just disappointing. So black neanderthals need to reassert themselves and take their families back, in my opinion. Absolutely. Yeah, that, that happened back in the day during the civil rights era and when all the social programs were enacted. And basically, um, Lyndon Johnson's administration traded, uh, you know, all these social programs and these handouts for votes. He was one of the most unpopular presidents we've ever had. And uh, he knew he wasn't going to get into office the real way, you know, by votes. So, um, you know, he was, uh, you know, he got in because President Kennedy was shot and he was the vice president at the time. And he created all these programs for um, exchanging what, you know, what that administration wanted in exchange for votes. So, um, you know, read up on history. It's, I think it was called the Great Society was the name of that the social welfare program. That's um, correct. And you know what? Back in its day, uh, for the select few who really qualify and use the program the way it was intended, it's actually a really terrific program. But it was not intended for you to be a lifelong welfare recipient. It's not intended for you to abuse the system and lie and cheat and, you know, have multiple kids on purpose and make sure you don't get married make sure you're you're not married to the the black dad because you know that's going to diminish uh, your pocketbook it's going to diminish the income that you receive from the government it was not intended for all these abuses it's so out of control right now that we have got to dial that back it's crazy um you know well, for for those who qualify bless their heart qualify, get back on your feet, retrain yourself, get some kind of job 
job skill and get back out there. Use it for six months, nine months, whatever it is, and get back out there. That's what it was intended to do, and now it's anything but that. It's so out of control. It was supposed to be a hand up and not, not, not even necessarily a hand out, but a hand up and not a lifestyle. And now, unfortunately, right. what people will do is, well, um, I had a family member that, that fell on some hard times, and so she went down to just get some of the uh, the formula aid, you know, the, because form, baby formula is ridiculously high price now. Yeah. But it is what it is. So she went down to get that. But when she went down to, to get onto that program just for the baby formula, there was a litany. They were ready for her. They they were like, oh, you don't have to do this and you don't have to do this. And, you know, if you weren't working, you wouldn't have to do this and this and you'd get these aids, too. Whoa, wait a minute. What? You just told her not to work. You, you just said, we're going to make it easier for you if you'll lower your goals and lower your standards to live hand to mouth on the government. We'll take care of you and your kids. And that's better for your kids, isn't it? My God, what what message is that? Really, but and it's ingrained. It's ingrained. At one point in time in Milwaukee, they had they would do hotel uh, seminars, teaching people how to get more out of welfare, not not more out of life, not not, not a, a path forward to get out of welfare. How to get more out of welfare? That really. is craziness. I hate hearing yep. that. Really hate it. Anyway, if you've just tuned in, you're listening to the Men's Advocate Show. You're on with me, your host, Linda Gross. We have my special guest here today, Tom Tinney. Uh, he's our resident biker nerd. We're talking today about why the modern woman is brainwashed to not want a real man. I mean, it's craziness. So let's uh, hop into this topic. We're expecting you to call in, chime in, uh, voice your opinion. Your opinion does matter. Call me on my Skype. That's uh, Linda Gross, 1490. Same number as the show. Uh, same number as the radio station, rather. Linda Gross, 1490. And while we're at it, um, show your love. Please uh, listen to the show. Tell a friend, call in, like my fan page, follow me, comment, share, buy my book on Amazon, Mastering Women. You can uh, get the ebook as well as the paperback, all kinds of ways to support the show. So we'll catch you right back after the break. We're going to continue on with our topic and welfare and lots of other juicy topics. We'll see you back in a moment. You've had a long day. You just want to escape the world. And you know just the place to do it. Round up your mates and head on over to Henson Brewing Company. Burbank's first craft brewery. Quality, complexity, and always easy to drink. Follow our progress and support us on Facebook and Kickstarter. Coming winter 2016. Henson Brewing Company. Come as you are. guys, you've heard her on the Men's Advocate Show. Linda Gross wants you to know what turns a woman on and makes her go wild so she just can't help herself. Check out Linda's book, Mastering Women, Real Truth About Women That'll Change Your Life Forever. Linda gives you all the insider tips on how to catch a woman and, if you want, to keep her. In four easy steps, these proven techniques will make women just melt. Ever wonder why the girl you really liked seemed to be great when you met, then all of a sudden just goes cold on you and turns you off? 
Linda will also let you know what not to do on a date. Never blow it again by losing another hot woman. You don't have to be good looking or even have money. Her book, Mastering Women, is available in paperback and ebook. Men, Linda's on your side. So buy her book, Mastering Women. Buy it for now. And don't keep your women waiting another minute. Get Mastering Women today. You've heard her on the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. How can you help further? From her Facebook fan page of the same name. Hit the Shop Now button and save this link to your favorites. Make all your usual Amazon purchases and some of the revenue will support her show at no additional cost to you. No book purchase required. Just start with this link every time. The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross thanks you. Now back to the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross on KMET 1490 AM where men can be men. Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. We have a special guest today, uh, Tom Tinney. He is uh, the author of Blood of NVIDIA, and uh, you can find more information about Tom and his other books on his Facebook fan page, Tom Tinney's Fabric of the Universe. So you'll have to check that out. Um, He wrote a book uh, through the cloud uh, with a son whom he's never met face-to-face. How interesting is that? So find out more information um, about this and other topics. The upcoming book is coming out right around the corner, October 24th. So check that out. Okay. Uh, If you've uh, just joined us, we were talking about um, welfare and how that affects the neandrosexual. So let's move on and um, let's talk about back in the day, wasn't it the dad's responsibility to teach his son and to teach his tribe how to be a dad, how to be a father, how to be a hunter, and anything else that falls under the umbrella of how to be a man, how to be a real man? What oh, happened absolutely. to that? <laughs> Is that is that no longer is that no longer needed? Is that why it's you know going out of style or not happening today? I, I, well, part of it is the long hours and stuff that we work nowadays. I mean, let's let's so we we hand our kids off to uh, even even a, a, a couple that's still together, and unfortunately, less and less of us are, are are together. But a couple that's still together hands their kids off to a school for eight hours solid of indoctrination. Mm-hmm. And then we get the kids kids back, and uh, uh, they're pounded with all kinds of common core <laughs> well, uh, thinking and logic, uh, homework to do. And then they're going to be in front of the, the TV or under the influence. And so, you know, it is hard to mentor and guide harder to mentor and guide than it used to be. So this requires the neandersexual and taking care of his tribe to, you know, in the days of old, uh, the storyteller told the story and the neandersexual proved the story. So we have to become involved in with the, the influences of our kids, the people coming to our kids and imparting their wisdom and their thoughts and their agendas towards our kids and be ready to rebut them. Mm-hmm. Uh, as an example, my, my daughter came home um, uh, from in, when she was in high school and told me about an assignment she had. And it was because one of her young uh, uh, progressive teachers had said, hey, you need to watch Bowling for Columbine, that Michael Moore movie oh yeah and you, yeah, yeah remember that one and, yeah. and you need to write a report on why why there should be gun control well i'm sorry i'm a second amendment guy so when she <laughs> told me about this report i went she told you you have to watch it and then write a report 
that, that endorses it? And she's like, well, yeah, that was the assignment. I said, well, how about instead you write a report that rebuts all, all the bad things that were wrong with that movie, all the misinterpreted facts, the way they chopped the interviews up, all that. How can we do that? She goes, I don't know. So she went back to her teacher. I mean, of course, the teacher immediately said, that's not the assignment, which then the neandrosexual and me said, oh, I can fix that. Yeah. So I went to the school, got in front of the principal. But see, that's a form of brainwashing right there when you're telling the child how to write the report. I mean, you can generally say it, but shouldn't shouldn't it be up to the child, you know, what his or her take is on the subject? Except, except our, our, our play on it, what, what our version is, our revisionist history, right. except it, regurgitate it, uh, and don't think anything else. And we're going to shepherd you through with 12 to 14 years to 16 years of this so that by the time you're done, you're the good little robot we need you to be. Right. And, and that's so I, like, in my case, I went to the principal and said, hi, I'd like this assignment altered. And by the time I got done expressing what I would like altered with it, just again, opening it up to opposite opinion. Mm-hmm. The uh, teacher withdrew the assignment, completely. and I was like, "That, yeah, completely withdrew it." And I so was she like, was, "She was not her. willing to alter it, but so she nope. withdrew it completely." Wow. No, no room for dissent. This is what's happened here in Milwaukee with in the uh, the colleges as well. But remember when the hippies from the '60s, and we kind of laugh about them now, but, but they really had it right in one instance. They they they. Talk about free-led freedom of speech and the freedom of ideas, and that was a big thing because they were being oppressed and come at by I'm going to call it the the, the right-wing uh, political um, America at first, and you know the kind of the, the old 1950s 1940s families that, that that Greatest Generation came at them, and they didn't like that pushback. They didn't like being told how they should behave and what they should respect, and that was cool. So they, they said, hey, we need to be able to express ourselves and everybody should be able to express their ideas. You know, we need to be able to talk about it. Again, that's cool, too. Unfortunately, those hippies then got in charge and became teachers. Yeah. And they are the most intolerant, totalitarian. Don't let any other idea be expressed or you're a racist or whatever the long list and litany of names you can be called for not having their exact opinion and take on the world. These were the free thought pushed the envelope, created the the thought revolution, folks, now in charge dictating, putting the thumbs on the heads of students that come through with a a differing opinion, uh, political thought that is is put out there, an opposing viewpoint. Oh, my God, the the out-and-out attacks and the the vile coming out of their mouth. You're just like, are you kidding me? You you were the flower child, and you're not anymore. Because once the flower children got to be the dictator – they became the dictator, and I'm being really nice by putting tater on the end of it. <laughs> wow. That's craziness. Just absolute yeah. craziness. I hate that. hate hearing stuff like that. All right. Well, <clears throat> so, um, yeah, so who? another misconception and, and brainwashing that these people do is they think that women can teach their, their male children everything a guy can teach them, everything the dad can teach them. Do you think that, sure. that's true? Do you think that's a, a reasonable statement? I, 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 think they, they, I think that women can take a stab at it, absolutely. I think that the, the, the ability, having a mom teach a kid to shoot a gun, mm-hmm. I don't think that's really, you know, that's out of her purview. Having a mom go out and play football head-to-head with a 17-year-old kid, probably not the right thing to do. But I think that the thing that the mom can't do 
right. um, is sit in a group of guys and be a guy. So she can't sit in a group of her friends and bring that, that young man into it and let him hang out, discuss, be part of, be ingratiated and initiated into the group so that he gets to feel like he's a man because he's a reflection of the men he's talking to. And, and so that's part of the gender role that she can, just like I couldn't do it with my daughter and five of her giggly screaming friends as they were yelling at whatever uh, Justin Bieber on the screen, I couldn't relate. And for me to insinuate myself into that or think I was going to do a good job of teaching her to be a young woman and, and deal with the emotions and the social structures she was going to deal with was wrong. Now, the fem Nazi says, oh, there shouldn't be those social structures. We're all the same. But like you've said, it's genetic. There are differences here. We should celebrate the differences. We should accept the differences. We should help grow those differences, but also appreciate that those differences exist for a reason. So. Absolutely. So where is this all coming? I mean, my take of this, uh, you know, neuterization of men is eventually they're just going to have sperm banks. I mean, cryogenically, that's possible now. I mean, you know, when the woman comes of age, and let's say she's between the ages of 28 and 35, and she wants to uh, populate and, and, you know, bring forth another child, she'll just walk down that sperm bank aisle, pick out one of your sperm, and she doesn't even need to have sex. She'll just, uh, you know, go, go procreate without you. I really think this is where we're going. I mean, I might be like, you know, speaking science fiction, but I think if we continue on this path 50 years from now, I this is where I see all this going. Really? I mean, it's going to be well, like 10% men and 90% women? Is that what's happening? Well, only if you allow them to do the choosing the the sex at birth or before birth thing, but but you you know, even I think you're right in that um the relationships that that end up with a family unit are just so downplayed and so treated so negatively now. Why would you want to tie yourself down? And that, that, this goes for the guys too, dude. You don't want to tie yourself down with her, you know. You know, if you have a kid with that's okay, but don't you know? Don't you? You can still play the field, or she's going to make you quit playing Xbox, or she's going to make you move out of your parents' basement, you know. So th- there's a lot of, of of on both sides now, where both the of the natural tendencies have been squished to the point. What you're talking about is happening already. Women are going to to sperm banks and having kids, 28 and 27 and 20 and 30 year old professional women having kids without the hassle of a man. And it isn't necessarily that she considers the man a hassle, but she doesn't have time now in this the world the way the world's structured to date and build a relationship and and probably doesn't understand the intimacy the way that our parents did or even that middle, middle generation did about how to maintain a relationship with somebody to the point that they can actually have kids and, and be healthy with each other. I mean, we, we, we don't teach our kids to be in a relationship anymore. It's, it's all, it's so fast. It's so fleeting. And if anything goes wrong or there's any rebuttal or there's any resistance at all, I need to be in my safe space and, I, and I'm done with it. You know, in the old days you, you fought through it and not that crazy obsessive, you know, following you around restraining order kind of fought through it, but that the regular, uh, you know, oh, we had a fight. Let's work through it. Let's figure out what life is and, and move on from here. That doesn't happen. There's a fight. There's a blowout. There's there's actually a fist fight between two girls in the street. Everybody puts it on YouTube, and the relationship's over. That's that's insane. I know. There's no relating in any kind of relationship. 
<laughs> these days. Yeah, I mean, the whole exactly. w- the whole term social media is such a joke because there's nothing really social about it. It's it's like a pretend world. It's like you're living in a bubble or something. There's no relating going on. I mean, people can't people don't sit down at the dinner table and talk to each other. They don't, they won't even like get off their phone. I mean, I don't allow that in my house. I'm like, look, you got to put your phones over there on the table, you know, before you walk in, and that's it. You know, I'm, you, I'm you so can, guilty of can, that. You can spare 20 <laughs> minutes of your life without the phone beeping and buzzing at you, please. You don't need to be texting or YouTube. But I got to take a picture else. of my. I, I got to take food, a picture yeah. of my food and put it on the because people on Facebook want to know that they don't. They want to know what I'm eating. You know, I, I'm really. My wife is 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 really understanding. Yeah. No, no, she's she's not in that. She looks at me and goes, "Put the phone away." But I'm like, you know, I got something to say. I want to say it now. I got these people I can talk to. I don't have to be in the same room with them, but I got I got something to say that's on my mind. That's 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 part of where that social media you're talking about it is. It, it's a it's an it's it's a it's a form. It's a cloud. We throw our thoughts out into it. We can say anything and be anybody we want to for that moment, and and people enjoy that. So and it, there's no reality to it. And and in ninety nine point nine percent of the time, it has nothing to do with the fact that you got to get up in the morning and go to work and actually produce something physically. So, but yeah, it, it it it's it's a time consumer and it's easy. It is addictive and easy. It's very addictive. And the more people you have on your friends list, the more you have to respond to all these people. <laughs> Otherwise, your ratings are going to go down, and then you're you're going to lose friends. You know, I think a lot of it is about popularity. Um, you know. Back in our day when we were growing up, we had to be popular because we were popular. Um, Otherwise, you know, you're going to get bullied or be an outcast or be a nerd or whatever. But if you wanted to, like, move up in that popularity rank, you had to actually earn it. And today, uh, you know, especially girls, they are taking at a minimum 17 selfies to finally come up with the one picture that they post. And the whole goal of them posting that picture is to get a thousand likes. So their their definition of I'm well loved and well liked is if they get anything less than a thousand likes, they feel worthless. Really? No, no, wow! Like don't you, I mean, you don't you don't look to your parents to get that validation? You have to you know have some random people like you to get validation. How about you uh, you know try out for track and field or something? How about you actually do something, produce something, be active to earn that recognition and validation? Oh no, that that those concepts have gone out the window. Thank you very much, everybody, for joining us on today's Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. I so enjoyed having you here. We are on live every single Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern Time. That's every Wednesday, 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern Time. If you missed this show or any of the shows, you can catch them on archive. It's so easy to do. All you have to do is to go on SoundCloud. I mean, I'm sorry, go on Google SoundCloud, the Men's Advocate Show. Google SoundCloud, the Men's Advocate Show, and you can listen to this and any of the programs that you might have missed. We're also on TuneIn for uh, your listening pleasure. All right, so we'll see you next week. Back here, Wednesday, 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern. Thank you.